You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm Tony, joined by Corey and Daniel, as always. Welcome what back. Oh. Guys, we are closing up on, what is this, our fourth year? Is our, or is this our fifth year? Fuck, I don't know. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. We're closing up the year. Uh, we've got one more God, show after this one. We are rich now. <laughs> we have made it. Um, we actually have all quit our jobs. We're just doing That's, this now. This for is all you we people. do. This is it. Um, Going to need to take out a loan. <laughs> No, we. All we do is jobs. we work. We work three hours a week on Wednesdays from nine to eleven. <laughs> yeah, that's two. That's how we made it, guys. Two hours a week. That's how we made it. <laughs> Jesus. No, we're coming up on the end of the season. That's what matters. The Super Bowl is next week. Um, there have been some surprises. There have been some not surprises. Uh, I don't really want to do like a looking back on the year. Like, I feel like that's kind of corny. I don't want to do that. Um, let's talk about the news. Let's make it a short show. Next week, we're going to do our Super Bowl prop bets. There is some news for this week. Let's talk about that. We always seem to end up with something to say. Once we get going on the current news, it always leads to something else. So let's just keep this one light. Um, let's start with uh, Tom Brady, right? Everybody's going to talk about this, so we might as well talk about it. Tom Brady retired on Instagram this morning. That's a Wednesday morning, by the way. This is a Thursday show recorded on Wednesday night. Yada, 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 yada. You know. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, really heartfelt, um, sincere, and I think legitimate final retirement. Tom Brady is done. Uh, it's over for Tom. Greatest quarterback of all time, right? Uh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. wonder, uh, Daniel, you sent us a bunch of stats on – on Tom Brady's career, mm -hmm. I feel like there's a sentiment like we've heard for the last couple of years that Aaron Rodgers is the best, not to take anything away from Tom, but I think this matters. Like people have said Aaron Rodgers is the best NFL player, right? I mean, they, they said he's the best quarterback. People have said that like real players have said that. Well, yeah, well, I, mean, I, I don't think I agree with that, but kind of unpeel that for me. I don't, I don't think it's true, but what do you think? It's Tom Brady's like the goat, right? Yeah, 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 not even close. And I think when you ask a person who's the best, they always have these, like, categories, right? So, like, oh, well, he's the best at this, but the best overall is this person. And then, you know, it kind of goes in, in categories. So if you're telling me, you know, in our lifetime, who had the best arm talent, it's Aaron Rodgers. So the greatest of all time that we have seen you know, obviously there's the Dan Marinos, the, the gunslingers of old that, you know, a lot of people thought that were, you know, guys that can't be duplicated. Those are the Aaron Rodgers type guys that are just special. So as far as like overall throwing and arm talent, it was Aaron Rodgers. But no one could put Aaron Rodgers up against Tom Brady and say Aaron Rodgers was better. He only won one Super Bowl. He was in one Super Bowl. Tom Brady was in nine. <laughs> Let that sink in. 
He played in nine Super Bowls. So, yeah, it, 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 there's no debate. Or was it 10? Did um, he lose three? Did he lose three? He lost two to Eli, and he lost one to the Eagles. He, he lost, was in 10, yeah. 10 Super Bowls. Wow. 10. Double digit. He's played in 10 Super Bowls. That is ridiculous. Wow. Um, not to go too far on the Tom Brady wagon, because, you know, I am a Colts fan at heart. It hurts me to say some of these things. Still true, though. It's just unfortunate. You had sent us, you had sent us something. I'd seen this before. Uh, this is not, I think this probably serviced last year when he was talking about retirement, but Tom Brady has three Hall of Fame careers. Uh, that's what's fascinating to me. And it all breaks out in the first seven years, he had three Super Bowls. Uh, multiple MVPs with almost 200 touchdown passes, uh, and it repeated itself for what feels like 30 years. I don't want to go in too long about it. We're all going to be talking about Tom Brady for so long that I just want to at least acknowledge it uh, and say that that's what happened. You know, Tom Brady is, we've, we've seen the last of Tom Brady. Did you know? Because I felt like I knew. I, I feel like I knew when, we, when I watched that last playoff game. I stopped what I was doing and watched him walk off the field. Did you know? I knew it was his last play as a Buccaneer. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know it was his last play as an NFL player. I don't think I knew, but I guess I understood that there was a real chance that, that was it. And so I at least wanted to, to see it one last time. It's over. Let's move on. Um, Sean Payton is headed to Denver, it sounds like. And Melissa, Ooh. my wife, sent me <laughs> really kind of disturbing... Um, let me see where she found it. I think she found it to me on Twitter. Uh, but anyway. Twitter hated this trade, by the way. Well, it, it, wasn't a tw it wasn't a tweet. I mean, I guess it was a tweet. Uh, maybe it was Instagram. Anyway, I can't find I can't pull it up at, at the moment. I should have had it ready. Uh, point is, the Broncos traded, I'm, I'm going off memory, three first-round picks, three second-round picks, multiple third-round picks, and three NFL players for Russell Wilson and Sean Payton for two people. Is this? They also got Noah Fant, though. Let's be fair. <laughs> no, they tra they traded a they traded away Noah Fant. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah he was sorry. one of the players that got traded away. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, my bad. No, he was actually was one of the. It was a defensive player that they got back. Okay, okay. That's what I was thinking of. Not Noah Fant. Does, does Sean Payton really make a difference? Let's hope. Maybe. Russell Wilson might be a turd. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say this. If anyone can fix Russell, it's Sean Payton. And if he can't, he's done. So they just they wrote the end for both of their careers. Yeah. So right before the show, I was showing Tony this YouTube video I watched. And it was the evolution of the quarterback position. One of the uh, categories was scrambler. And you didn't see this part, Tony. But Russell Wilson was like one of the first people they talked about in that position as a, you know, at the quarterback position as a scrambler and uh, <clears throat> early in his career, he definitely was, but I feel like with the Broncos this past year, he's just like lost his legs and he's not nearly as quick and twitchy as he used to be. And it, I almost feel like if he loses that, then he may not be anywhere near what he is. Maybe he can find that again. I don't know, but I, I, if it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't work with Tom, with uh, Sean Payton, then we know we know what's really going on here with Russell Wilson. It was Pete Carroll all along. That seems to be a common theme. I feel like in the hierarchy of coaching, 
maybe we'll look back on this five or ten years from now, and I'll look like an idiot to say this, but I don't think that Sean Payton and Pete Carroll are that far apart in their ability and skill set as far as galvanizing men, you know, like leaders of men. Um, you know, you have to remember, as negative as it is, Sean Payton um, was a part of this bounty, right? Like, like convincing athletes to go injure other athletes for the sport of injuring them. Like, that sounds terrible and disgusting, and I know that he wasn't, like, directly connected to that and all this and whatever, but he knew what was going on. The point of what I'm saying is Sean Payton can get guys to do things. That's that's the point of what I'm saying here. Uh, I feel like the roster, that's, that's a really horrible point. So, first of all, like, I'm not trying to say that, God, imagine a world where Sean Payton shows up and, like, makes the Denver Broncos a, a bad guy, like an evil team. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, my point is, is that people... Men are going to listen to Sean Payton. Uh, he's been to one Super Bowl. It's been, what, 12 years, 13 years? It's been a long time since he's been to a Super Bowl. Uh, but he's been a regular playoff team. Like, he's, been, he's led a regular playoff team. He knows what it takes to win games. He makes good decisions. Sean Payton it w- was one of the first guys who really made two quarterbacks work in one system. Like, gotcha. Like, he, he's a brilliant football mind. I think it can work. I'm excited about it. To me, I think it puts the Broncos back to where we had them. I want to put them not above where we had them, but I want to put the Broncos back where we had them, excuse me, going into last season. Like we had high expectations, playoff expectations. It's still a difficult division. They still have a long way to go. It's a great roster. It's a fantastic roster. And if Sean Payton can get a couple of his guys with him to make the right decisions, they will make the best of Russell Wilson. And if it's not there, I don't know what happens. I don't know what that looks like if Russell Wilson can't win a couple of football games next year uh, because they've spent they spent all their draft capital and so much money on Russell Wilson. They really don't have a way out. If it doesn't work, they're kind of fucked. Like, there's no way around it. I think they'll make it work. What are your guys' thoughts? Is it... Daniel, I guess Corey kind of told us what he thought, and it's kind of an I don't know, which is fair. Daniel, what do you think? I'm in the same boat. They were just so bad. I will say, looking at Russell Wilson himself, which is pretty much the deciding factor of, like, was this team going to be successful this year? And I feel like he has to take most of the blame. Um, Looking at Russell Wilson's stats, right, Nathaniel Hackett was – fired at the end of the season, right, with four weeks left. And Russell Wilson, the games that he actually played in, um, played really well. So it, it looks uh, it looks hopeful. I mean, he threw three touchdowns in the first game without Nathaniel Hackett, and that was against Kansas City. Um, the second game, he threw for one and rushed for two, and then the next game after that, he threw for three. So, I mean... I think that's ultimately what uh, maybe sold Sean Payton on, on coming. You know, hey, maybe it was Nathaniel Hackett's fault, and there's reason to believe it was with games like that. I mean, other than those three games, <clears throat> he only had one game that was even close to that all year. And then Nathaniel Hackett gets fired, and he has three three straight games like that. So, you know, there's hope. That's all I could say. And all they needed, we've talked about this all year, all they needed was a scapegoat and a reason to kind of reset 
and uh, this this could be it, and it may just be a mental block with with Russ and uh, gosh, hopefully for Broncos fans' sake, it uh, it turns around because that's a tough division what to about, get out of. What about Javonta Williams? We didn't talk about him a lot this year. Was the it's loss he was hurt? Well, of course, and I guess was losing because we had so much hope for Javonta Williams. They ended up cutting Melvin Gordon after Javonta Williams got hurt. Is that right? Or yes. Was, yeah, yeah. So they the, the Denver Broncos essentially cut their entire running back room. Like there was nobody left. Uh, they made it work. They patched it together. Like it was okay, but does I feel like in in my mind the absence of a real alpha running back was impactful. Like I feel like that mattered. Um, I'm not saying that Melvin Gordon could have been that guy. Clearly, he was a disruption and didn't belong there. Nobody picked him up. Nobody signed him. So he wasn't a great talent either. So I'm not saying saying that um, Melvin Gordon was the answer. But I'm interested to see, once the roster gets back to healthy, and Javonta Williams is a guy, he's a guy that I believe is a, a three-down workhorse. Like, he's a guy, a real guy. Like, we got to talk about him with the Saquon Barkleys, the Christian McCaffreys, the, I mean, the guys, the Nick Chubbs, like he's one of the top five rushers in the league right now, in my opinion, and he was hurt. So I, I don't want to under, I don't want to oversell it, but I also don't want to underestimate the return of John to Williams opens up so many more options for that offense. Um, it's going to look like Sean Payton saved it. Maybe Javonta Williams saves it. I, I just want to throw that out there now. Look for Javonta Williams as a potential comeback player of the year candidate. Ooh, there's a hot take. Ooh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Javonta didn't really start the year off hot, though. Well, no, the he whole played. team sucked. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got to take the team. It can't just take, you know, the roster there because um, the only two really injured players they had was Tim Patrick before the season and then Javonte week four. Um, everybody else, like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, the tight end room, everybody was healthy. So it just doesn't make much sense. And the defense was great. Like, I think Corey put up a stat, the, uh, it was like four or five pods ago that like, if the Broncos would have scored like above 19 points, they would have <laughs> lost like three games or something all year. I mean, it's just, it's embarrassing what they did on offense. But yeah, Javante was, uh, you know, it wasn't just because he went down because he did not, no, no. He, had a, he had an okay week one, but then just awful week two, awful week three, and then got hurt week four. So it's just like everybody was not on the right page. I'm not trying to say that Javante Williams is single-handedly turning this around. I'm just. Yeah. I mean, it's a variable that he comes back, everybody's back and Sean Payton has everybody together. And like you said, he's a, he can corral the group of men and. Hopefully they turn it around. Well, and like you said, if they score 19 points a game, then they lose three games. Can can Sean Payton and Javante Williams? I don't know if that was the exact stat. Whatever it is, I know that you're right. The defense kept them in games. Like 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 I remember the Colts game. Um, again, Colts fan here, but I remember watching. That was the worst game I've ever seen in football. Well, was ever. that the 12 to, 12 to nine? It was like the, it might have well been three to four. Like it was the worst game <laughs> I had ever well seen done. in my life. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we need a huge increase. Uh, so let's move on. Let's move on because there's no resolve here. We can't figure out. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, so let's do a couple more little pieces, and then we'll wrap this up. But uh, looking at the Broncos, 
a team who, with just a little bit of improvement, could potentially make a significant increase in their overall record. What's a team that you think next year could slip back? Let's twist this up. Like, who is going to step back? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who overachieved? Who either, who either overachieved or who uh, looks who has some free agents? Let's, let's brainstorm here. Uh, what's a team that we're going to look back next year and be like, oh, shit, they actually suck. We were wrong. Yeah, I'll try to think of one here. I was just looking at the divisions real quick. With Tom Brady retiring, the NFC South is the Falcons, Panthers, Saints, and Bucks. One of those teams is going to make the playoffs next year. <laughs> it's probably not going to be the Bucks. It's going to be Carolina. I would, I would guess Carolina. Just yeah, something Frank Reich and a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Wow, I, that's disgusting. Yeah, that division is disgusting. Uh, let me look and see. Maybe you look hey, at that. I, I just talked about Pete Carroll, but maybe the Seahawks. Daniel's over there waving his finger. Damn. I, who knows? Maybe Pete Carroll can. <clears throat> they re-sign Geno. Maybe they bring in a young quarterback. Maybe they don't. That's why um, they re-sign Geno. <laughs> but yeah, I, Geno had a great year. I mean, he's the top seven guy this year. Sure, we that, mentioned which, a couple weeks ago. He's played every year though. Which. Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson's always kind of been a top seven guy. You know, he's never, you know, that top three. He's not a top, you know, towards the end of the top 10. He's always kind of right there in that upper echelon in the top seven. Um, yeah, I can see the Seahawks definitely taking a step back next year or maybe the Giants as well. I, I, I think they're probably going to go after Daniel Jones, try to get him re-signed, and that's going to be their quarterback for the next two or three years again. I have another one. Okay. Minnesota. Okay. Dalvin Cook. Um, the reports are that he's going to have to take a pay cut to even stay with the team. Adam Thielen's on his way out the door. We talked about them being fake all year long. And what happens if they lose half of the games that they, you know, were in at the end and barely squeaked out because of their defense and crazy lukey stuff that kept happening. Like, are they a 500 team that was in disguise? Possibly. I could easily, I could easily see them possibly moving on from Dalvin cook. Honestly, they're easily because he's a running back. Yeah. Cause he's a running back. And then let's say Alexander Madison and a third or fourth round rookie is their is their running back. Kirk Cousins isn't getting any under, although I think he's perennially underrated. And then it's basically Justin Jefferson that's cooking by himself on this team that hasn't really acquired enough offensive assets. I, I know they got TJ Hawkinson, which is a big help. But, man, it's almost like they're already behind on, like, wide receiver room. Like, KJ Osborne is – he's up and coming. He's decent. But, I mean, he's been there a couple of years, and you would think if he was going to flash, he'd already be like the dead, you know, set wide receiver too. Um, so I could easily see Minnesota say they get a couple defensive injuries, and then they are just getting torched, and it's just they're not the offense we saw this year. And I could easily see that. You know, it's easy to go to the NFC because I think there's a lack of quarterback talent in the NFC. Um, Tom Brady's now gone. You basically got Jalen Hurts. We can talk about Dak Prescott if you want. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw up there. I'm going to throw Jared Goff in the mix because I think Jared Goff is legit. He's a quarterback. 
Uh, you got Aaron Rodgers. He's probably not going to be there next year from what it sounds like. And then Matt Stafford might make a return. And then Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, and then Kyler Murray is coming off an injury. It's it's really a, it's really a weak, weak, uh, conference as far as the quarterback position goes so like any of those three teams we mentioned they could be flip-flopped i feel like with any of these other teams like it's just kind of the way it is right now in the nfc there's just not a lot there until you know a couple of these teams draft some quarterbacks and they grow over the next two or three years it's probably going to be about the same so arizona can't can't expect to make the playoffs next year they're rebuilding they're you know, they're, they're trading DeAndre Hopkins this offseason. Kyler won't even be back till midseason. We're getting reports on that. So it's like their they're next season, like the next head coach they hire better be on a long leash because uh, they're not expected to go anywhere anytime soon. So I'm going to take a team um, back to teams that I think will fall off from th- this current year. Um, I look at the AFC East. And that's a division that had been stagnant for a long time. The Patriots ran the division. Um, Today, February, I'm sorry, yeah, February 1st, Tua was finally cleared from from concussion protocol. Excuse me for stuttering. What was that? Five weeks? Like it took, what was that? I mean, I'm I'm not exaggerating. Am I wrong to say it was five weeks of concussion protocol for him? If it felt like five, maybe it was four. But I don't see – I see a real risk that Tua doesn't play as the starter for Miami anymore. Uh, Easily. If that happens, then the Dolphins are in a world of trouble. Unless they get Jimmy Garoppolo. We can talk – yeah, I mean, that's definitely an option. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to the Dolphins this offseason, boys. If Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the Dolphins, (laughs) then that changes my assessment here. But I'm looking, going to the Dolphins. But I'm looking at a game and he's taking him to the Super Bowl. where the Dolphins only put up 11 points against a Jets defense. Uh, a decent defense, but they only put up 11 points with Jalen Waddell, with Tyreek Hill, right? I mean, we're talking about some of the best offense, offensive players in football. Uh, they lost to the Patriots without Tua. The Bills, of course they lost to the Bills. They lost to the Packers. The Packers were still they struggling. They also beat team. the Bills, though, early with Tua. They beat the Bills early with Tua, but that's my point. That's my argument is, you know, we look back at Austin Colley, at Luke Keekley, at, uh, I mean, we can, we can go through an, a list of players who basically just, Andrew Luck, who just succumbed to their injuries, who just gave up, who couldn't do it anymore. Um, Tua is a fantastic player, but we're at the point now where if he gets a concussion, he might be out three or four weeks. Are the Dolphins going to want to sign him to a new deal? Probably not, right? Is he going to play with the same fire and brimstone that he played? Maybe. I don't know the competitive spirit of, of Tua. I'm not trying to say that he doesn't have it, but it would give any human being pause, <laughs> you know, at this point uh, to go out there and lay your life on the line. That's what we're talking about. So for me, I'm taking the Dolphins uh, because of the Tua injury. And not only that, but because the Jets are still a rising team. They're a, they're a rising football team. I believe the Patriots will figure something out. I don't think they're falling, but the Bills are going to stay the same. The Bills are the Bills. Uh, They're not necessarily the Super Bowl contenders we hoped they would be, but they are a weekly contender. And because of that, I could see a world where not very long ago, we were saying the Dolphins are going to win the division. And now looking forward to next year, 
I could see the Dolphins losing the division last place. And that's that's my pick. That's my pick. So, yeah, and before the show, we talked about, you know, maybe in and out, something like that, and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the market. I think it's a perfect landing spot for him. I think my sales pitch to him would be, hey, I'm going to give you a pretty good contract. Um, two is probably my starter right now, but based on his history and your history, somebody's probably going to get hurt. So I think with the two of you, between the two of you, we're going to have a, a, a serviceable quarterback that we can field and get it done and make a run. So I, for me, Jimmy G there makes a lot of sense. I think as long as that happens, I think they'll still be competitive. And I think it probably will happen. That's probably my biggest offseason prediction. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of unknowns with Tua right now. It's, you know, he's out of concussion protocol, but is he himself out of concussion protocol? Because he's got a lot of decisions to make. Is there a team that, so we talked about a faller. Is there a riser? Is there anybody at, at the top of your mind? And I'm reaching here. We're, I'm throwing you guys curveballs. Um, but is, is there a team, uh, like we talked about potentially with the Broncos, right? Maybe a little bit, but I feel like I was reaching. I'm just hoping that they they get at least get back to where we expected them. I look at a team like, um, oh, I hate to say, I look at the the Bears. The you know they were so far down in the in the in the gutter. I don't. I would hate to to plant a flag there. The Rams were a team that had expectations that didn't perform. I guess I'll ask you that question. Are the Rams a team that can turn things back around, or are they done? Is it doom and gloom? Personally, Rams, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's getting turned around. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we talked about the Seahawks falling out. The Rams will take that spot. Um, the question is, as again, I hate to go back to the quarterback, but it goes back to to Matt Stafford. Some Cooper Cup also suffered a major injury, uh, but Cooper, Cooper Cup, it was a sprained ankle, right? And he had surgery like Jonathan Taylor to help the healing process. Is that right, Daniel? I'm sorry. Uh, Cooper Cup sprained ankle. His injury mm. this year. I thought it was a little more. Look that up. Uh, Rams. Yeah, Rams are in Super Bowl hangover, right? Um, and on top of that, I think they would have, you know, just Super Bowl hangover itself. I think they're a competitive team. It was a right ankle sprain, high high ankle sprain that he had surgery on. Yeah, and from what it sounds like, they do these surgeries. Jonathan Taylor just had it too to help the healing process, to help get it right. Um, ankle sprains fucking suck, man. I'd rather, I think I'd rather snap my arm in half than sprain my ankle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're, Cooper Cup injury, Matt Stafford went down. It was just the perfect storm for the Rams this past year. I don't think Aaron Donald's retiring. I think they're going to be competitive again next year, especially in a conference as weak as the NFC. Um, if I had to take a riser and a team that's already rising, it's going to be the Lions. And I hope to God they don't draft a quarterback because I think Jared Goff is extremely serviceable and with another good year like he had this year he can put himself in that top 10 quarterbacks in the league and solidify himself and if they can use those he's got weapons right now um they could probably add one more but they really need help on the defensive side of the ball 
if they can spend their draft capital on the defensive side of the ball and these previous guys they've drafted, like Aiden Hutchinson, if they can grow a little bit, that defense is just automatically going to be better this next season, and they're going to be way more competitive. So give me the Lions. I I think they're building it the right way. Hopefully they keep building it the right way and stay away from the rookie quarterback in this year's draft and give Jared Goff another shot because I think he's the real deal. He's I've, He's proved it before. Uh, obviously the situation he was in when he left LA wasn't ideal, but he's got a chance to, to rise back to the top. And I think they can do it. Um, give me the jets, you know, um, talk about a team that might be a quarterback away. Um, and they, they've made it very clear that they're, they're willing to pay up for a guy. So like, you know, the season ended and the next minute they, you know, let it leak that Lamar Jackson, they're basically willing to let, him come aboard and ask whatever he wants and he's number one on their list for a reason they just need a quarterback so they might be one of these splashy teams that we just see randomly swinging up there and mortgaging a future because their Super Bowl window is pretty open I mean Brees Hall is coming back he had an early ACL tear um so he 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 might be right in line for that. Their offensive line is underrated. Um, their defense, I mean, Robert Sala is a defensive guy, and they had a great draft. Um, and, and they have will probably be a top three corner next year um, in Sauce Gardner already. He made the Pro Bowl as a rookie. Um, he made first team all pro as a rookie. He, he's He's beyond a stud. I mean, he's great. So... Um, this this defense is super strong, and the offense is capable of so much more um, if they had a quarterback. So give me the Jets. I like them to rise up, especially in that division, Tony, where you're calling the Dolphins to maybe slip down. I think the Jets take their spot and sneak into a wild card and maybe do some damage with that defensive running game in the playoffs next year. I agree. The Jets are, the Jets are kind of building right now like the competitive Jets I remember, which is like Darrell Revis and a serviceable Mark Sanchez. And if they can like if they can corral Lamar Jackson, who I think is serviceable, or an Aaron Rodgers in the last two years of his career, Ooh. I mean, Aaron Rodgers Ooh. is way more appealing to me than uh, Lamar Jackson there. Uh, mm-hmm. It definitely could be dangerous. Yeah, they they have a good young core of wide receivers there too, um, including the disgruntled Elijah Moore, which they didn't even know what to do with him last year. So I mean, yeah, imagine if Aaron Rodgers got that receiving core with Garrett Wilson, and he can, he's going to elevate Elijah Moore. God, it makes it makes they still have Corey Davis. I mean, they, yeah. God, they could do so much there. You know, is it going to happen though? Like Favre went to the Jets. Is Rodgers going to go to the Jets? Like, can that ha- is that is that a thing? I'll tell you what. If if Rodgers signs with the Jets, the Jets will be like we could look in Vegas the day after Rodgers signs with the Jets. They'll be a top ten favorite to go to the Super Bowl. God, it's a tough conference though. I know it. Tough conference, right? It's Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen. Tough division. Burrow, Burrow. I think you put Burrow above Allen at this point. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Wow. God, I'm a Jared. I need to buy a Jared Goff jersey. You do need to buy a Jared Goff jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we need to get you a Jared Goff jersey. Okay. That's our show, guys. I think that's it. Um, Let's call it there. Hey, I know we don't have any bets to place this week, um, but I think it'd be a good time just to kind of do a season review. Uh, we discussed it before the show. 
overall records, we've we bet four games every week of the regular season. That was 18 weeks. The first two weeks of the playoffs, we went all in, did four games apiece. There are obviously only two games this past weekend. We did two games. Overall record for the whole season, Daniel, both of us, and then our combined record. Give it to us. I went 54 and 28. Strong. And Corey went 45, 35, and 2. Not so bad. Total combined was 99, 63, and 2. God damn. Take the fucking bets, boys. You're going to make some money. Some weeks are going to be better than others, but at the end of the season, we're going to prevail. Uh, I think that was a 61% winning percentage. I'd have to look up the percentage you shoot for, but I feel like it's around that number to make money. So take the bets. You'll make some money. Uh, we had a little extra competition. Uh, next week's the Super Bowl show, we'll be doing the prop bet sheet, which is a ton of fun. And we'll be taking shots for bets we made over the season. We'll dig those up. We'll go over them. Um, so me and Daniel, these playoff games, we assign points. I think the first week goes three points. Second week goes four points. This past weekend was eight points a game. Uh, Where did we finish point-wise? I'm just going to mention this because it's in my head. We had combined, me and you, 14 weeks where we were three and one. 14 weeks where we were three and one. And we had six weeks where we had a four and oh. Wow. In, in, in the mix. Six so weeks. That's six weeks out of the year, you can hit a four leg parlay. And what is it? That's quadrupling your money, I believe, on like. Minus 110 bets almost. Yeah, I mean, usually on 110 bets, it's like uh, 10, 11 bucks to win 120 bucks or so. Oh, yeah. So more than quadrupling. So, yeah, yeah. we'll make you some money over the season. Yeah. Sorry, what was your question? Uh, our We had a competition for uh, shots for next week. Where did our points end up with the uh, playoff mm, bonuses? Yes. So, even though I just listed my record, uh, we had weighted playoff points where playoffs week one was worth three points apiece. Playoffs week two was worth four points apiece. Uh, week one, we went two and two apiece. And then week two, Corey got me by one game. So he went up an additional four points. And then last week, they were worth eight points. And Corey went two and oh. To beat me by one overall point. Let's go, baby. What were, hey, just curious, do the quick math. What were our playoff records? Playoff records, I was easy, five and five. Okay. I was just, I did all right. And then you were seven and three. Wow, nice. I mean, that's a good, strong comeback. Obviously, you know, that doesn't help me in the overall records, but, you know, playoffs are the most important games of the year. Yeah, that's where I failed and you succeeded. Yeah, here we go. And here we are. Daniel's going to be taking some extra shots. Uh, I don't know what that number is going to be. I think at the beginning of the season we said five. Might be a little much. It depends what he's shooting. It could be cracking. It could be fireball. We'll see what happens. It'll be something bourbon. Uh, We also have – we'll have to look up our shot bets throughout the year. It wasn't wasn't five. The original – so the original thing was the five-shot bet. But we quickly realized that if we weren't careful, we'd have all of us would have a whole bottle of Fireball gone in an hour's worth of time. So we called it the Hot Shot bet. Remember, we changed it to just Hot Shot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's yeah, one yeah. shot. It's it's just one shot. Yeah, but me and him had a full season thing, so I feel like I, this think, is I think this was three. 
three. All right, I love that. Okay, from my, from my memory, from my memory, this was three. Like, okay, I love that number. Okay, that's a good yeah. number. Yeah. No, I'll uh, I'll get on the other computer here and dig up the other shot bets. I've got them buried in there somewhere. All right. Yeah. Well, and there may be one that just got completely lost in the ether, but none of us will know what it was. There's so definitely one right. that got lost in the ether. I feel like two actually <laughs> disappeared. That's fine. It all works next out. Next year, best. next year I'm going to write them down like I did on my little your trust, fucking trust me handbook. Yep, my handy dandy notebook. Hey, and you know, obviously not a lot to talk about this week. Um, I'm sure the national media has got tons to talk about, but we don't really care about that. Uh, we're going to be after the Super Bowl. We're going to be getting into the draft. We, me and Daniel, love the draft. Tony loves to hear about it. Uh, you got off season drama. We'll probably take a little break somewhere in there, but then we usually get right back to it. We've been consistent. We're ready to go. Um, Super Bowl's, uh, no, after the next week, we got the Super Bowl. So um, it's going to be exciting. And, hey, Pro Bowl games this weekend. Is that right? Yep. Yep. A little different lineup. We got uh, flag football, you know, kicker, tic-tac-toe, which is one of my favorites. That's going to be awesome. I'm really excited about the skills. Yeah. Kicker, tic-tac-toe. And uh, plenty of other games. I hope they bring like longest pass or something, forty yard dash. I don't know if those are actually things, but they should be there. And if they're yeah. not, that's that's shame on the NFL. But I think flag football will be interesting. We should get some highlights out of that. Yep. Yeah, we usually take a break right after the Super Bowl, like the regular NFL does, and then I mean, right around the corner is free agency, which is usually like the second, third week of March. And so we, we ramp back up then, and then we usually take just a little bit more more of a break because the NFL drafts in April, and then we just kind of dive right in. Um, and then before you know it, the season's starting. Love it. Dude, I love the NFL draft, man. Oh, yeah. I've already I'll watch, been diving I'll watch, deep. I'll watch one to Mr. Irrelevant. I'll, I'll watch it all. I don't care. I fucking I love would, it. God, I wish I could. I would watch every single pick. It's so good, dude. Yeah, I'll live for the draft. Draft's for awesome. Sure. You've been listening yeah, to Tony. Yes, I love the draft. Of course, I love the draft. Are you kidding me? I was trying to just go ahead and let us phase out here. Okay. Hey, Tony. Yes. There you have it. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle up. Team on three. One, two, three. three. All right, you guys hang tight for a second. Let me fire up this other computer and find our shot bets real quick. Give me one second.